thing on. <laughs> it is. Is it, is it working? <laughs> it is working perfectly. Oh, look at God okay. serving us platters of life every moment. I'm Jay. <laughs> and I'm Ray. And this is He Said, He Said, the podcast that will continue to make you go. Apparently, mm. I'm I'm eating from a platter of life. Yeah, listen. that is. It is served on fine china. Okay. You're good. Mm-hmm. Great. That's Blessings. That all sounds very amazing to me. It does. <laughs> but we want to remind you to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast, He Said, He Said Pod. We are on all, on all of your favorite streaming services, probably where you're listening to us right now. If you are like Follow, subscribe. Also, if you are on the Facebook still, we have a group called We Said Sound Off. Come, bring a friend, and let's just be messy. Yes. And (laughs) please, if you wouldn't mind to share the love and share word of our latest episode via social media, that would also be greatly appreciated. As we say, tell a friend to tell a friend, because when you do that, it allows us to spread the love. Uh-huh. People all, all all over the world. Oh, join hands. Join hands. Okay. All right. So with that, I guess we should jump into it with love it or You're going to go first this it. week because I just feel like oh, that's that the journey we're on. That was super aggressive. But okay, it's fine. I can go first. Yeah. So I have a shade it this week. Oh, and she's back. <laughs> my shade it is to um, each and every Senate um, Republican, oh. 43 of them, who voted to acquit president donald john trump former president donald yeah trump. come on i have former. to get used we to don't... saying former mm-hmm. um, no, it, I'm not, I'm i don't know always... if you if you were following the um impeachment trial um this and again this was the i wasn't Senate. as intimately because i felt like it wasn't gonna happen what it was gonna happen and it didn't. so i was like i'm just gonna sit here and let you and you were right these it midday did. updates <laughs> because he was already actually um impeached which that happens in the house and then they send the articles of impeachment over to the senate and then the Senate actually gets to decide if there's a conviction, which is different than actually being impeached. So you can be impeached, um, but not convicted, which is mm-hmm. um, what happened to um, Bill Clinton as well. Um, and now this is the second time that this has happened for that shit stain who used to occupy the White House. So um, this was obviously all um, predicated upon his incitement of the riot and then um, the storming of the Capitol building on January 6, 2021, a day that will go down um, in infamy. Mm. Um, and again, the you got re- all the words on this shade, bitch. The Senate Republicans cannot muster the integrity to hold this man accountable. No. So fuck each They're and every one of them. Party lines. And I sincerely hope that um, you know we can get some of them out this next time. We need Kay. to vote them out. No. We'll mm-hmm. see what happens, but Pack that's my bags. shade. Um, obviously this, this, this fucking idiot Trump was, you know, able to get away with so much and on his way out the door, he is still able to get away. Well, I mean, at this point, I just want him to be prosecuted at a state level because we'll see if that will happen because what the, what's the guy, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, um, pardon himself. What he going to do allegedly, but they say he could pardon himself and not tell anyone, just stick it in the back of his pocket and then just produce it later. But, well, but that does not shield him from state. Come on, state. So Come only, on, New that York. Only shield, that only shields him from federal prosecution, so it wouldn't matter. I just need the old girl. <laughs> I was an attorney, attorney general of, of New York. Oh, I can't remember her name. I need her to show up and show out like yeah. she has been. That's my girl. Okay. I don't even know her name. Okay. But I have a love it this week. Oh, and my good. love it is to do balance, things. Balance, mm, girl. Balance. Listen, you need to balance your life, bitch. <laughs> okay? A balanced I meal. I am okay? well balanced like a fucking Goodyear tire. Okay? 
I don't know if you want to be a Goodyear tire. Yeah. Well, balance. Balance like the tire. Not That's the oh, only okay, way that we're good. similar. Okay. Only. Yes. <laughs> Apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, well, speaking of being balanced, I just want everyone to... My love of this week is to... Um, you might doing want to speak into the mic. Oh. <laughs> well, it's not to Ray. You are a professional. My love it this week <laughs> is to do things. Um, it's kind of a piece of advice as well. Okay. Um, to I do love thi- it, a piece of advice. But go on. Because I'm I'm, how is your shade? I'm going to mind my business. Go okay, on. yeah, bitch. I let you to tell tell your story. Let me tell mine. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Continue. Thank you, girl. Oh, my apologies. My love it is to. Doing things that you didn't think you'd love and falling in love with it. I wanted to just say that while we were away, we went snowmobiling. And I have never been an outdoors girl. I have never been a girl that wanted to just roll around in the dirt or jump up and down in puddles or go in the snowmobiles. But we did, and it was magical. Don't you think? Mm -hmm. It was a lot of fun. Mm. It was tons of fun. Yeah. Some- so you you went snowmobiling. Yes. It was great. And so the advice is to uh-huh. do things that you didn't think you would love. Okay. And you might follow them. I didn't know that you didn't think you would love that. I didn't know if I was gonna like it. Like okay. I was like, oh That's whatever. Fair. It's stu- like it's just snowmobiling. I mean, I was ex- I was it was my idea, so I was super. Oh, excited Oh no, about it. you yeah. were you were so excited. But you know, I obviously have my moments where I go into things that I, where I think that they might not Lots. be fun and. Then they end up typically, being when, especially when I'm in the kitchen making yeah. meatless dinners. Okay. Yes. One becomes very judgmental until okay. they eat it, and then they yeah. say mm, it's okay. All right. Shout out to um <laughs> to Ms. Brock's and to Hogs. Um, we were actually with them snowmobiling. This 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 yes. excursion I that didn't you know where are you were going with it. that you're referencing. Um, and the one thing that we did that I did not think I was going to like was going to the pool because it was in the 40s. But yeah, it was heated. That was girl. a lot it of was fun. Heated. Yeah, it heated was, pool, there was a hot tub. There was a pool. Tub. It was a moment. I had a little bit of a moment with my eczema in the um in the hot tub. But that's but not a, fine. that's no one's business. But it's you fine. got it. It was just warm, so it, it it didn't work out for my skin, but. It, I I'm picking up what you're putting down about you oh, know that's good checkmate girl about actually having an open mind about different open mind yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I love an open mind we'll see girl we'll see how long this goes because you said okay. it was gonna be positive this year and this is your second shade of 2021 excuse me it is February I that I think that is a fine second shade since we started this year it's bitch fine. speaking of you go into these unfiltered unbothers because okay. I just feel like this I was this, about to take a sip I feel like this okay, this I feel like this hottie vodka Hottie. It's not even a hottie toddy. It's a hottie vodka or a hottie whiskey. Okay, so that's not okay. Yeah, because how are you out here making a hottie toddy and it has no tea in it? I love that you say hottie toddy instead of hot toddy. That's a hottie toddy. Hottie toddy. Hottie toddy. Hottie toddy. Hottie Come oh, on, girl. Yes. Okay. Sure. Speaking <laughs> of hottie toddies, um, Britney Spears. Um, had a docu. It's, it's a docu. It's a documentary. It is. Um, and Thank it you. was called um, the New York Times presents. That's very important for those of you who are looking for this, because from what I've heard, if you don't put New York Times in, you may have trouble finding it. Oh. But it's the New York Times presents framing Britney Spears. And this well, not is the framing. So that that to me got it, that's the naming is all wrong. But we'll get there. <laughs> um, it, it premiered on FX and Hulu. It's been about a week and a half or so since it came out. Um, it got all the buzz. It drove up 1 million tweets after it, um, debuted. Obviously this then, um, you know, drove lots of eyeballs to the film itself as people wanted to, to, you know, see what all the hubbub was about. Mm -hmm. So 
A few things. The filmmaker, Samantha Stark, she's a director and producer. Um, Thank you. I didn't know it was by um, done by a woman. It was. And she actually, she said some really interesting things in an interview. I believe it was, was with Billboard magazine um, where she just kind of explained the intent behind mm. the film, which the intent apparently behind the film was really um, to have the audience see how um, Britney was treated by the media mm. um, back when, you know, she, and then really since the beginning of her, of her career, but specifically around a time that she was having the issues, um, you know, with her breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's that like 2007 ish? Yeah. Um, and apparently halfway through filming is when Britney's, um, lawyer submitted the petition to have the father removed from the mm, conservatorship. So it pivoted. So it was interesting because, you know, what she had said was that the whole free Britney movement was looked down upon. You know, it was like, oh, these people are a bunch of losers. They're conspiracy I mean, theorists. They have too much time on their hands. At least a couple above. of those statements are actually still are true. Um, but uh, it, it did. It kind of shifted, I guess, the way that they told mm. the story where it was like, okay, because in this case, Britney's not a part of it, which is another thing that the mm. director was saying that she felt like it was kind of like a ethical question where it's like, I'm telling this person's story mm. and they don't but have has, any input or say. And her as team, to what's from what the movie on. said, they said they reached out and there was no interest. Right. They did not want to be a part of it. They probably can't be a part of it yeah. based on the conservatorship. But um, it was just really interesting to get um, kind of like a, a, a piece of what the filmmaker was thinking when she was making the film. Um, and it's interesting because the kind of collateral damage, I guess, mm. if you would, would be um, Justin Timberlake. So oh, girl, <laughs> the film talks about, you know, the, the way that Britney was treated, the way that she was um, kind of sexualized from the beginning yeah. of her career. And criticized. Which was which is not all the media is doing. Like, that's the way that she was positioned as an artist, which obviously Correct. is something that was a conscious decision by the label and, and her handlers at the time. I mean, her first video. Exactly. Um, Schoolgirl, schoolgirl skirt. Mm-hmm. All, you know, all of that. Um, but also this, um, this misogyny and this kind of like sh- people asking her if she was a virgin mm-hmm. and... You know, obviously her feeling like she needed to lie about it because mm-hmm. it's different for a girl than it is for mm-hmm. a guy, even though she was dating Justin Timberlake. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, have you done anything? And it's like, well, no. And she says she's saving herself. And, and it's like, you know, the media just asking her questions about her sexuality and her breasts mm-hmm. and just like all these things. And then Justin Timberlake. And then you have Justin Timberlake, um, who really obviously um, he rode. Come on, how do words. I want to put this? I know I'm waiting for the words because the pauses is real serious. Yeah, so it's just interesting because the whole Crimea River and he, he basically capitalized on the demise of their relationship mm-hmm. in a way that is questionable because of the way that it vilified her. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that, there was just like this blowback. But what do you what do you, what are your thoughts on? The, so I mean, the, the movie, the the documentary or whatever you want to call it, um, it was interesting because I can definitely see the part of the movie where you're saying it pivoted because I do feel like at first the storytelling was around her and her experience in the industry and then there definitely was a shift in to be like like the conservatorship and and that part I think my takeaway in all of this movie with regarding Justin Timberlake is that Justin there were clips in the movie there there's been interviews he's been a part of since the beginning of his leaving NSYNC and becoming this solo artist where he um 
was problematic uh, in what he said and how he addressed certain topics, specifically with Brittany, but then also um, we'll probably get to the Janet situation as well. But like for me, I feel that he was he was a part of Brittany's story um, regarding how the media started really like when they were together, they were like the couple mm-hmm. like in that they talk about they talk about this in the movie and yeah. how like the media was traveling with them and they wanted to know like what's happening and all these stories and whatnot. And then as as you mentioned, when they broke up, I feel that Brittany was processing the breakup obviously much different than Justin was and Justin saw it as a cash out mm-hmm. versus being an actual person no, that totally, you allegedly love right because what they did was they basically the rumor was that she cheated on him um, and that that is what created the rift in their relationship and that's why they broke up and the media really took the ball and ran with it and, it, and then he did while they video. were positioning her as this vixen or whatever you want to you know, call it this temptress who was stepping out on this all-American, great mm-hmm. sex symbol, heartthrob Justin Timberlake. It's almost like, a, well, how dare she, you know, but step then out fa- on this I guy. think the perfect example for, like, the um, the just how the media treats women versus men is, the per- is looking fast forward to when he was stepping out on his marriage mm-hmm. and he was in New Orleans and he was rubbing up on that um, his co-star co-star mm-hmm. which did that movie ever come out I, I think it did I think it just came out recently uh, I don't know <laughs> but and look how the media was like come out. the media saw him like they treated him much different oh totally obviously different times right. but also same person same topic, yeah. different role, and they treated him. Oh, he made a mistake. Uh-huh. Oh, he submitted an apology. He loves his wife. Right. Where Brittany stepped out allegedly, and it was like, oh, she cheated on him, and she's bad. He's yeah. good. And not only that, she cheated on him, and now she's this raging party girl. Mm-hmm. That girl was bye. when that was when you started seeing her be out with people like Lindsay Lohan and Paris Hilton and. There was just this narrative that was created that turned her into this, this you know, person like I said, that this, she... this temptress mm-hmm. where it's just like, you know, she's out prowling the streets at night looking for guys to hook up with, which is just like, you know, even if she were doing that, like That's it's none business. of anybody's fucking that business. Part. She was an adult. Um, so I think there's a couple of themes in the um, documentary. Um, you know, the one is really kind of like this idea of um, the patriarchy, which I talk about the patriarchy all the time because that time. shit is real, okay? Um, this idea that men need to, you know, um, exert control over women and that, you know, it's a man's world, if you will. Um, and it, it really, truly is, especially in certain cultures and especially oh, in yeah. the American in culture. Industries too. And in certain industries. And that's a theme of this because, you know, even beyond the whole Justin Timberlake thing, this whole idea of her father. Oh, Jamie, yeah, that's the other theme. And him, you know, having this control over his daughter um, and then her brother and his involvement. And the way he, his interview it, that he was. I, that was that crazy. Was, it felt and, But you know what? When I thought about it, but when I thought about it, I was like, this makes sense. Like, if you think about where they're from. Yeah. They're from the Louisiana. South. And, you know, I'm sure that, you know, they grew up with, you know, a, certain values with a set, total patriarchal certain hierarchy. Set of values. Right. In their household where it's like, you know, the, the man is whatever. And, you know, the women are this. Well, that's they dressed out when her mom couldn't be in New York City with her because she had to raise her daughter when her, right. her dad was out there working. 
So and then was he like, was like working, but then like he didn't have game girl, appointment most, lots of the time, and it's just very the conservativeship is just I think where the latter of the movie focused a lot on. No, it definitely did, but I mean even the conservatorship it it plays into that same theme of like her father mm-hmm. and this other guy. Um, I actually he had stepped down, but you know in the beginning it was two guys who had control over mm-hmm. her. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's interesting because it's like, you have someone who can be a conservatorship of like your person where like they're making decisions for you literally like your, in your personal like life. Like where you're going to have lunch. Right. Versus... How much money you spend, what your allowances of your own money that you made, yeah. which is very interesting. Um, and then like a conservatorship where it's like business and like they make the business, business decisions mm-hmm. for you. Like who you're, who you're going to get a sponsorship with. And... Right. And I think that that was one of the themes of the, of the, the film that resonated for me where it was just like, you know, there's, there's always, there have always been these forces that have tried to exert control over Britney, mm-hmm. whether it be through her image control over, um, you know, her, her business. And it's really sad to kind of just see even like her evolution because the video they showed of her, like when she was younger and she was doing interviews, she seemed so alert Mm -hmm. and um, assertive. Mm -hmm. And she was just kind of like, no, like this is my career. Like I know what I'm doing and like nothing gets done that I don't want to do. Mm. Fast forward to now where it's like, when you see her, it's almost like she's a child. She has this very childlike quality to her. Mm -hmm. Like even when she posts videos and it's just like really, really fucking sad. It is sad, and I think the overall theme of this was I think you were supposed to walk away and have a different perspective on Britney, and not just Britney, but on like the the rise mm-hmm. um, of her career, and then also just the impact of w- the choices made for yeah. her. But not even just Britney. I think that, and I don't think like the the filmmaker actually literally said that she also wanted to make clear that you know we shouldn't just be blaming justin or mm-hmm. her father like we should also be looking inside of ourselves because mm-hmm. you know what how are we consuming you know the these different mm-hmm. exactly these d- different representations of her in the media at the time when we thought it was a joke when she shaved her head and and you know ran after the paparazzi with and people still an make fun of that if right. she can get through 2007 then right. i can get through this week and i think whatever. that i agree with the filmmaker when i, I when she says that we all kind of have a bit of culpability in this yes. because of you know if there weren't an audience for the photographs back in the late 90s early 2000s then you wouldn't have seen How you know paparazzi it swarming her because Mm -hmm. that was the other thing where it was just like she literally was just being followed around to the point where they were blocking her from getting Mm -hmm. to where she was going you know she could get into an accident Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i mean fucking um princess die like that Mm -hmm. to me is really the archetype of like why is this shit even mm -hmm. legal now obviously things have changed paparazzi is not what it used to be because of social media um but it was just it was a definite but it was a fascinating portrait of the rise and I don't want to say fall, yeah, but, that's why I didn't say it. but the rise and, and, and kind of continuation of Britney's mystique and stabilize the yeah. stabilization of her. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, to your point, uh, <laughs> this also kind of brought us back to nipple gate and, um, Justin, Justin Timberlake. Timberlake's mm-hmm. reaction during that time and allowing, um, you know, Janet to go boom, boom, boom under the bus. Oh, not the boom, 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 girl. Yes, not the boom, 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 boom. So, um, 
they were laying waste to Justin Timberlake's mentions oh, after this. Tags, retweets, <laughs> reshares, saves, bitch. They were yes. letting him know that we cried a river yes. and you not getting over it. Exactly. Okay? I mean, to the point where he felt the need to issue an apology. Among other things, he said that he was deeply sorry. Well, let me let me let me go back. He said specifically he wanted to apologize to both Brittany and Janet. Mm-hmm. And then um, he had a very lengthy apology um, par- paraphrasing. Um, he says, deeply sorry for the times in my life where my actions contributed to the problem where I spoke out of turn or did not speak up for what was right. He then says um, that he benefited from a system that condone- condones misogyny and racism. Mm. So do you think... What do you think of that? So first of all, I want to say that I want to be very clear. Justin could have had Cry Me a River and could have done an album about a breakup that meant a lot to him. However, the role in which he played creatively around villainizing, villainizing, vilifying, vilifying um, Britney Spears yes. was where it was wrong. Right. Where he where was literally out there was in an a, interview there and literally, saying literally that, was a lookalike in the correct. video. Mm-hmm. And where he was out here saying shortly after she said she was a virgin that they did things. Right. That is also, you know, like in these interviews. are choices that you've made con- right. you made consciously to that not had nothing to do with your creative, but more to do with how you presented yeah. you as an artist and then also you as a person. Right. So there's that. Then the second part is the fact that a documentary had a documentary about a white woman had to, had finally got you to realize your privilege and address it. <laughs> what the when Janet, it's the been Janet twenty incident? plus years <laughs> since you broke up with, I think it's twenty years since he yeah more than twenty years with with Britney yeah it was in the nineties and uh, I think or the early two thousand and uh, what uh, fifteen plus years since the Nipplegate yeah so here you are decades. Plus, and now you want to come out and say that you you apologize when ultimately at the end of the day, these were all conscious decisions and to me define your character. No, they do. And I think that that's the thing for me. And, and I've not I so I like Justin Timberlake enough when he first came out. Um, but there was always something about him that didn't sit well with my spirit. Mm, I was just like, spirit? I was just like, I don't this guy is, feels like he's really douchey, mm. you know, but he can sing. You know, and, and he's like he's he's talented. I was never into NSYNC and then gone like JC. Then though. Gone came out. Yeah. When Gone came out, when that went number one on one oh six in the park, I said, Oh, he about to cross over. When Gone came out, I was like, Okay, so this is a really good fucking song. He's doing a, a Michael Jackson impression, but you know what? It's a good impression. Mm-mm. Um and then I was like, Okay, so maybe maybe his solo music is it's gonna be something. And then his album came out, I liked it. Janet was actually on that album, by the way. He and Janet had a relationship, like a friendship type thing. I didn't know she was on that album. She's on Justified. I can't remember the name of the song. Girl, Probably I didn't Google know. it. Yeah, she was on a song. It was a part of his marketing of that album, this fact that he had this relationship with Janet. She liked him. You know what I mean? I'm not saying there was anything romantic, but um so I liked the Justified album, but then Again, there was just something about him where I'm like, I don't really like this dude. The thing with Britney happened, and I liked Cry Me a River, but it, again, it was just like, this guy is not a good guy. And then by the time we got to a point where Nipplegate happened, yeah. that's when I made a decision where I was like, oh, he really is not a good guy. And this is this is a part of his character. And then even since then, what I feel like we've seen is a pattern of behavior. Correct. There are all these things. You can go down a rabbit hole of, of looking at Come the on, things jump, that jump. have happened over the decades where he literally 
would make little snide remarks about Britney Spears mm-hmm. at award shows. Mm-hmm. And um, he got into this whole thing with Prince because Prince was like, you know, anybody who says that they bring a sexy back, sexy never left. He didn't like that. So then he made fun of Prince's height at an award show and he accepted mm-hmm. an award for him. Like he's just, he, again, he does not seem like he's a good guy. These are character develop. These are developed. These are showcased, showcasing his character. Exactly. And, and to me, to me at the end of the day, like, again he he's extremely talented mm-hmm. um and we're not going to discount him that but we can actually go on a rabbit hole of not only has he stepped on the back of women he also has kicked um around the black culture to be his core audience of which oh, for sure. he I mean, ultimately because he's, he's a culture vulture it, yeah which he the girl you saw the last album into the woods i think it was called mm, or some shit man of man in the woods girl into the woods <laughs> and let's just say it was bippity boppity boo okay it was not a moment but the funny thing is that he still worked with like the same producers yeah, but, he, but he was inspired by a tree on man of the woods and it's like it, old man in the woods <laughs> no on oh. man in the wood man oh i don't know if it's man i think it's man of the i don't woods. care it, it that's not my ministry but he but he worked with black artists on that even though it didn't really have, I guess, what you would traditionally think of as a black sound, mm. which is interesting too, because it's like Timbaland was on there. I'm pretty yeah. sure Pharrell was on there. Um, but yeah, I just. Uh, but a I, documentary of a white woman made him apologize to, to a black woman. To a black he woman. Should have formally, fully, because here's the thing, and people will say, he already apologized for that. No, he didn't. Please care. show me the receipts. Send me the link. Because if you Send Google me it, the link. If you Google it, I bet you what you're going to find is this this apology now, because it's yeah. always been half hearted. You know, ham-handed, and this is us finally not getting. Ham. I don't eat pork. We're finally getting a full-throated apology. Ooh, from girl, him. not a full throat. That makes um, me nervous. And to your point, it 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 is very telling that you know after he insults the fan base of a white artist, now he's going back and also apologizing to Janet um, more forcefully than he ever has. I, ultimately, before. this is what I'm going to say to Mr. Timber Lake. <laughs> Is I don't need, like I said on the Facebook group, I don't need the instructions. I need the action. Yeah. Don't tell me that you out here, oh, I'm growing, I'm seeing, I'm changing. Bitch, use your white privilege, your cisgender, straight white man privilege out here and campaign for Janet to do this, that, to do the Super Bowl. If he you was know, smart, he would have brought her out during his Super Bowl listen, performance. Well, maybe uh, maybe she didn't. He she didn't want to come because he didn't apologize. Also, maybe that wasn't his. Maybe even if it was floated, the NFL probably was like. So no. campaign for Janet to get on the Super Bowl. Secondarily, well, you know work. who can campaign for Janet to be in a Super Bowl? Jay Z. Mm-hmm. But well, that's a whole listen, other conversation. Well, suit and tie, better go call <laughs> that guy. Okay. <laughs> the other thing is out here. If you really are sorry for your choices with Britney. Help her get what she deserves, which is her father out of this conservatorship. You got the coins, and 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 to his wife, Jessica Big, what her name? Beal. Beal. Yes. Jessica Beal. Mm-hmm. Don't be on nobody's talking about. This is not your story. She this just is support, not, She didn't say anything. She just. But I'm just said giving her. I'm giving her advice. Or, I'm giving her advice. She didn't say anything. I think well, she I'm just, letting her know. I mean, I don't think Jessica. We I I think that this is Jessica, not your story. I think Jessica's fine to support her husband. But this is not her story. But this that's is her not, husband, though. But this is not her story. <laughs> so don't be out in the media when they ask you about it. Your thoughts. I you don't need think she's. But anything. I don't know. But you're true. You, what you, you're advice. saying is that you don't want her to say anything. Yes, because to she will. me, I don't know. Because when you're married to someone like that, with that those characteristics, you start inheriting them. Well, you know, when that album comes out, for sure, there's going to be some interviews that are going to be had. Because so that's the other thing, is that one of the reasons why I honestly feel like this is self-serving, which doesn't surprise mm-hmm. me about him. I think that that is his modus operandi, or MO. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be clear, 
So this all happens, and then he has an album that, by reports, has just been finished. Mm-hmm. And I believe the film that you were referencing where he had all the trouble with, mm-hmm. the, with the co-star, I think that's coming out soon. Mm-hmm. So this is about him not being canceled. That part. And, it, and I feel like that is really what is the motivation behind this, as opposed to him really feeling bad about you know all these things that have happened that he could have apologized for a long time ago. I don't feel bad I think that him. he's apologizing because he wants to make sure it doesn't affect his project. Well, bye, Felicia. <laughs> All right. So um, I guess that puts a capstone on that. Oh, the only oh, other yeah. thing. What? I guess it didn't. Go no, ahead no, us. because the only thing other, other thing I wanted Ooh, to add us. was that um, Brittany was back in court again, or I don't, I don't think she has to show up for these things, but her, the Good. lawyers were in the court yeah. again recently. She was asking for her father to be removed, um, and the judge did not grant that. Her father is still involved in the conservatorship, mm-hmm. but her father and he's still getting paid. Yes, yes, a lot of money. But her father wanted this other entity, which I think is a bank or an insurance company. Mm-hmm. Um, he wanted them to be taken off of the conservatorship. Mm-hmm. The judge split the middle, so she said that he would remain, but that the other entity would also remain. Mm-hmm. And she also granted part of Brittany's lawyer's request, which was to have Jamie have a diminished role in mm-hmm. um, her, and her, her and that judge was a business. black woman. So oh, I didn't realize the judge mm-hmm. was a black woman. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I think that this, this is going to continue. I think they're going to continue to try to, to I remove hope so. him. They said, you want evidence? Watch this documentary. Yes. I feel like we didn't talk very much about Jamie and how he was portrayed. Let's in just the say documentary. that he is controlled. But yeah, he did not come off well at all. Um, and we definitely recommend that you go out and take a look at that. If you haven't yes, seen ma'am. it already. All right. So, Speaking of halftime, because we mentioned Nipplegate, um, so the Super Bowl, the weekend <laughs> had Girl. his halftime performance at the most recent Super Bowl. We mm-hmm. obviously watched; it's the only part of the show that we watched, or the part of the game. And, I guess and we, we watched Jasmine Sullivan and her. That was before the game. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean. My expectations were low. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So taking that into consideration, I would say um, that it was better than I expected. Well, child. Okay. With with at least one, maybe even two asterisks. I had several questions. Um, But but for the purposes of of the analysis of this, because I feel like you could go in in many different directions. Directions. I think it makes sense for us. It's like a fun house. I think it makes sense for us to break it up into um aspects of of the show oh so I, I don't have the first material. being the, f- the first being staging mm-hmm. the second being actual performance mm-hmm. and then the third being engagement first of all just so everyone knows the headlines out here saying that you're gonna talk about the seven million dollars no in passing yeah so in say? passing the the nfl pays 10 up to 10 million dollars for anyone in mm-hmm. the halftime mm-hmm. for production mm-hmm all the headlines are saying he put seven million dollars into his own money. That's in in well, addition. He he that's did. in addition to the up yeah. to ten million dollars. It's, it's, ca- it's with a caveat. <laughs> so it could be almost seventeen million dollars. So it was seventeen million dollar performance. I didn't see seventeen million dollars. I don't think it was seventeen. I think it's just up to ten million. I think okay. the NFL was like, it was a tight season. Here's four. And he was like, oh girl, I need more. So he put more money in. I would have to imagine that they put the full ten million in. I don't know. Well, I will say that it did not give me ten million. It didn't give me five million. It was. It was. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So staging. Mm-hmm. So um, what I would say about the staging is that it was pretty cool. So um, for anyone who didn't see, 
they set up the stage in the stands at one of the ends of the mm-hmm. of the field or of the stadium as opposed to it being center mm-hmm. field which is where these um, performances normally happen and i would say that that was pretty cool because i found myself in the first like two minutes of it saying where are they like they're mm-hmm. not on the field like mm-hmm. that's kind of cool um the other thing is these robots that were what i thought were robots they, that they were behind were him. people and they look like robots they were moving so mechanically and mm-hmm. they had like masks it and was the, their eyes were glowing and i was like oh they're robots behind them and uh-huh. then they took their masks off and, and they, were said, they were real they were real people that was really fucking cool so yeah. i have to give that to you know whoever came up with this which i'm sure it wasn't just him i'm sure he you know had a team of people um that was really cool um, and then we move on to that funhouse section where he goes like mm-hmm. kind of behind stage, which has been like around. meme central. Yes, that's become the meme that has been enduring after the um, actual performance. Which okay, cool. Um, and then there was a part of the performance where he's on the field with what looked like hundreds, if not a thousand, weekend lookalikes with mm-hmm. the, the fucking bandages on the face mm-hmm. and. People thought they were jock straps. Bitch, and, it was giving. Bitch, it was giving the red jacket. Okay, they were in the red jumpsuits and jackets and shit. It's very so, what did you odd. think of the staging? I think it was cute. It wasn't. Ten, it wasn't seventeen million dollars worth cute. And mm-hmm. to me, I feel like the weekend is. So halftime shows to me are like all about and get all about like entertainment. Mm-hmm. And what I feel like the one piece I feel like was missing in this um, staging was the entertainment of it all like to me mm-hmm. there there was bit like there was there were features that were cool but it wasn't like it didn't feel dynamic so the staging itself was not engaging for and you. to me it didn't feel fresh like the whole funhouse thing like that mm-hmm. was in a video wasn't it i feel like it was in a video know. or yeah, something you don't know, watch his video i don't either but I, what i will say <laughs> is that i just felt like there are elements that just didn't feel fresh mm-hmm. but overall i feel like it was it went by really quick mm-hmm. and which i mean Either that means it was good or that means that I just was ready for it to be over. Uh-uh. <laughs> but the staging did not feel it felt did not feel 17 million. No, I mean, I feel like it was cool, but it still is a bit underwhelming for me, mm-hmm. like even the staging piece of it. Um, and, and from what I hear, there were b- biblical references and there. I didn't get that. I, I don't dig deep into the weekend. I know that there is something about this new latest album of his where there's like, I don't know, something about drunk driving. There was this upset. But what I, I, what I read, there was that. like, there was this, the story of the arc of the story of this album was around the obsession with like, like celebrity, uh, celebrity and, and augmenting your that. face yeah. and all that stuff. Okay, weekend, sure. Um, so performance wise, mm. what I would say is that it sounded pretty good, although I did feel as if um there was something going on with his mic where it sounded like it was distorted. I don't know mm. if it was some type of new kind of auto tune or something. That's it just it didn't sound live live. Um it's which I now. thought was interesting. Um, and he's not a high energy performer, which is one of the reasons why I was questioning why they would even have him perform at all. Agreed. Um, so that was not a surprise that he was just kind of like flat in his actual performance flat. because they're running through the funhouse mirrors, jumping around like the fucking ground is lava. Like that doesn't uh-uh. make the your floor per- is lava. I'm yeah, done with you. Th- that doesn't make your performance dynamic. It just Mm-mm. it's just just you jumping around and running through mirrors. So it's Come just on. for me. Uh-uh. Someone on Twitter actually said. Um, this is someone who has hits but doesn't know what to do with them, and I felt like that was a really I appropriate. <laughs> no girl, hits. this one has hips, honey. Hips. I that think. One. Oh, look, I, I would hope he would know what to do with his hips. 
Um, no, and then that's none of my business. But yeah, so it's like, you know, to your point, it feels like kind of, um, I don't want to say a waste of $7 million, but maybe kind of a waste of $7 million. And also, <laughs> no one ever gets paid for the Super Bowl. Any mm. performer, halftimer, they never get paid for the Super Bowl. They they just, they never get, there's not a performance fee. They don't get that. Mm-hmm. They get paid with the streams and whatnot afterwards. So. so what did you think of the performance other than, you know, I needed, what you've already I, said I needed about someone to come really out. I, I felt like what he, what he was missing was like the introduction of another performer for, for there to Agreed. be interaction. Agreed. That was my biggest criticism is like he has, he has, he has collaborated with a lot of people. He could have mm-hmm. brought Ariana Grande out and she could have came, did a little duet and then she could have sang 34, 35 and then, and then left. Ariana like, Grande, Daft Punk, Kendrick Lamar. There are, lots there of were a lot of moments. And then he decided to be, you know, just him. It was also very, it has, it, it was um, male energy. It was like there were, I don't believe there were any women on stage. I don't there know. Might've been, I, I, I'd have to go back to look, but like, it just felt because a lot of it was so focused on him, which yeah. I get the feeling and that look he's alikes. a bit of a narcissist, oh, um, but Pine like onto the sea, honey, it's like him. And then the lookalikes in the fun house. And then, you know, maybe there were some women robots on the stage, maybe. Um, but then you had the thousand weekends on the field. I mean, they could have be in the field too. So I mean. that was interesting to me too, because I was like that, this feels like this was a, conscious choice that they made that was just yeah. odd to me girl. all right so then the last piece would be engagement it was tired girl <laughs> i felt like i feel like the, the only engagement i got was channel change when it was done <laughs> that's my i thoughts. felt engaged in the beginning um and that's cute when I like didn't. i said with the robots because i was trying to figure that out where it was like oh there are all these robots shit, so. there are all these robots on the stage and then um also in the very beginning there was like someone levitating and their oh, eyes were glowing. That. And I thought that was weird. Almost felt a little demonic. I was like, I don't know what story is being told here. Uh, um, so I was engaged then. I lost interest with the Funhouse Mirrors. And then I also was only a little bit engaged once they hit the field with all the people, mm-hmm. all the lookalike people. So, I mean, overall, I think that... It wasn't the worst. I got more than I expected. It wasn't Coldplay. But ultimately, I don't think it's going to be memorable beyond the memes, mm-hmm. to be perfectly honest. And then maybe like the robots. Although maybe I'm the only person. Who I think really, you might be the only person who really that thought, thought they, they were, were robots. robots. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, All right. So no, speaking of. We- that is the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of um, things that are oh. um, forgettable or unforgettable. Oh. Oh. We have Safari. Um, so um safari he's a reality tv star i guess at this point famous ex of Nicki minaj and um he actually set black twitter off recently mm. with some comments about nudity on the internet okay so here's Tell his us. tweet what he said was new millennium is crazy now back in the day you had to close your eyes and imagine what a girl you liked look like naked oh now, almost every girl is naked just because I got to make sure my daughter is different. She needs me. Mm. So the reason that this is a curious comment is um, there's a couple of reasons. But I think the, the most glaring would be the fact that Mr. Safari has yeah. an OnlyFans. That part. And on this OnlyFans, well, first of all, <laughs> his actual picture on his Twitter is him with no shirt on. So you're half nude mm. in your Twitter picture posting a tweet 
about women being mm-hmm. nude on the mm-hmm. internet. So yeah. there's that. Mm-hmm. There's the fact that he has his OnlyFans where, mm-hmm. you know, his dingling is swinging around mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. You know, daily. I mean, I, I, I don't do OnlyFans, but I can only imagine Ooh. weekly. Who knows? Um, but I mean, I've seen some clips oh. of, of his work, if you oh, will. Come quote on. Unquote. His creative. Okay, air quotes. His work. Um, and it's just pretty fucking laughable for someone like him to mm-hmm. be the one to try to have this crusade and his, his against wife, female nudity. His wife was a video vixen. <laughs> of course she was. Erica. <laughs> what's her name? Erica. Mena. Mena. Is that who mm-hmm. he's with? She was. Mm-hmm. Okay. She was a video vixen. So. You met your wife the exact way that you, yeah. It is very, you know, and it's kind of, it, it fits into the conversation that we were having about Britney, the patriarchy, misogyny, this whole idea that men need to be um, protectors of women, of their, um, you know, virtuosity, mm-hmm. um, you know, T.I. and Hymen Gate. Like, this is, this is just, it's a theme and it's really fucking tiring, in my opinion. Oh, I'm, I'm so tired. You know, I'm sick of guys. Melatonin tired. <laughs> I'm sick of guys um, who have this whole, like, do as I say, not as I do attitude mm. when it comes to their daughters and also to their significant others. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's interesting, too, because it, it's obviously a double standard because the boys, the sons, the men are allowed to do whatever they want. While the women are to be protected, what did you what do you think about this? I think Safari needs to go on a safari <laughs> and never come back and never come back. <laughs> and I think that the articles I read about Safari they were they were label him as New York and hip hop veteran. I don't know, girl. I, the only thing, yeah, only thing I know him from is Nicki Minaj's ex and loving. Whatever. Do they mean the TV show? I don't know. Maybe because they, because you know, quite as has kept days, were saying that he was writing Nicki Minaj's um, lyrics. Well, what I will say <laughs> is go on a safari and stay there because you can't be out here saying that you should, women shouldn't, and then you do everything that the women shouldn't do. It's just crazy to me. This whole, this concept that. Cause- because she what because what i'm sorry but erica she posted a picture of her titty out um in this little like day after and then they were asked her they uh, people in the comments asked her about her thoughts on what she She said that she doesn't think he let me get the quote because i saw i thought this was my story and um, i was wrong (laughs) she said um she said that he didn't know what she said i i don't think he knew what he was talking about (laughs) wait that's the quote (laughs) <laughs> Some, uh, that's uh, one of the notes that I got. She said, yeah. I feel like that quote is incomplete. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> she said that, uh, that mm-hmm. that's what she said. This is, cr- but it's crazy to me because this idea that a man needs to be oh, in wait, control I of, I was like, of a woman's, oh, here it is. It's in right control here. of a woman's body, like both physically and figuratively, is really pretty absurd to me. She said, honestly, I don't think he knew what he meant. Oh, what he meant. And then someone said, someone said, your husband saw this. She said, girl, the nerve of him. Oh, and trust. I gave him a piece of my mind. Oh, interesting. Safari, uh, girl, I just feel like he loves, he loves to be in the headline. Oh, he does. Oh, for sure. Um, It it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Um, It it really doesn't. I'm I'm just thinking of his quote unquote work right now. (laughs) Did you also hear, you're nasty. Did you also hear what he said in an interview (laughs) about Erica having another kid? No. He said that he didn't want her having another kid because she got too big when she was pregnant. Wow. Okay. 
Well, that gives you an idea of um, kind of person. And then in the interview, she said, they asked him, well, do you want another one? She said, but tell them why. She said, this is how it started. She's like, you want another kid? And he, and, and he said, no, I think we'll have one. And she said, but tell them why you don't want another one. Oh, because oh, so I got too big during together. my pregnancy. Oh, y'all, you say it all the time. You mentioned my stomach afterwards. You said you got too big. I got too big. I don't want you to be that fat again. Wow. That's what you said. Wow. To me, it sounds like they got a relationship that needs to just, they need to not be on TV. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, that doesn't, that none of that exchange surprises me. Um, and I mean, I want to be clear just Crystal. in saying that um, I, I can totally appreciate people wanting to protect their kids from whatever they feel is like the big bad thing that's out on the internet. You know, that's totally fine, obviously. But what I have a problem and like a real significant problem with is is someone assigning negative judgment to women for doing the exact same shit that they that do. They don't. Mm-hmm. It's like you can play with your dingling online, charge people whatever you charge them to do it. And that's fine. But you think that women should not be out here naked online. And it's like whether they want to do it for free or whether Mm -hmm. they want to have an OnlyFans is really none of your fucking business. And what you just need to be telling your daughter is that she needs to do what is best for her and what works for her instead of you telling her what is best for her and what works for her. That part. So if she wants to show her titties, let her show her titties. I mean, it's it's, it. And the other thing is, like, you know that he's creeped in the DMs of many of the women that he's now calling out for being nude oh, yeah. all the time on the Internet. So, like, just miss me with the patriarchal, misogynistic and hypocritical miss bullshit. Me. Miss me. Okay. Bye, girl. Miss me. Okay. Got a lot of Felicia to say bye to this episode. <laughs> all right. So, wait. Should we do this for... Um, Sierra, or should we pause and come or back? Or should we take with a, a snack. break? Mm, let's pause and come back with a snack. We'll be um, back, y'all. Yeah, let's take a break. <laughs> <laughs> Here at He Said, He Said, we love music. Few things bring us a kind of joy that our favorite songs do. If you love music too, we've got you covered with curated Spotify playlists that will get you through the day. He Said, He Said, Top 40 with all the hottest new songs. Pure pop perfection, including the pop tracks we can't ignore, shuffle and repeat, highlighting the throwback tracks we all know and love, and the gospel truth, our special playlist for those of you who need Jesus. We need him too. No judgment. Be sure to be on the lookout on our socials for links to all of our playlists as well as other content that we have to offer. Now, let's get back to the show. So we back and Ray played me the song from Justin Timberlake's first album that yes. I did not know Janet and Jackson she was said, singing in the background. Take me now, and it was called Take Me Now. Yes. It was raunchy too for the for the time. Hey boy, <laughs> um, that sounds. I'm telling you, everyone needs to know this. Ray is his his celebrity. If he was a celebrity, is Janet Jackson. Okay, what's the next story? Next story is it's <laughs> Valentine's Day, so. Everyone's out here giving roses and strawberries. What's speaking of, bitch? Where's the chocolate covered strawberries I got? Apparently, we're not eating them. But why are we not eating them? Well, right now we're going to eat them now because I need a snack. Oh my god! But Cardi B, Cardi B was on her Twitter, and if you follow Cardi B on Twitter, you know that sometimes she just tweets things that are really out there and sometimes (laughs) require some follow through or follow up. Um, And this most recently, she tweeted. That, um, let me find this. What she she tweeted on February twelfth, and earlier she had said that men deserve less expensive gifts on V Day, Valentine's Day. Mm. 
So she took it to Twitter to clarify herself. And she said, hmm, I have some screenshots. Girl, you are all over the place yes. this week. She said that in her opinion, this was her opinion. She said, okay. yes, men do deserve to get a gift for Valentine's Day. But the gift have to be less expensive than the girl's gift. So if he buys you flour, you buy him grass. Grass? Girl, I didn't know. Like Maybe, weed? I don't know. So then okay. people went in and let have. They're saying, wait. Y'all out here getting advice from somebody that bought her husband her her husband mm-hmm. a three hundred thousand dollar car as an apology car <laughs> when she took him back, and then a six hundred thousand dollar car for his twenty ninth birthday. So that's a lot of money for a gift. What sis? What he buy you? Because we only see Birkins and things like that. Mm-hmm. So sidebar: Do you think that these people are buying these cars, or do you think they're financing them? I think it's a combination. Depends on the person, and it also could be gifts from the from the. the I bet you they're financing them. Ever ever or leasing, leasing. ever since or leasing. Ever since um, it came out that J and B have a fucking mortgage on their house, Mm -hmm. their eighty million dollar house. I was like, wait, maybe celebrities are a lot more like regular people than I thought. As far as like finances are concerned, because they they invest. I didn't mean to cut you off, but but I I I always wonder, like, when these people have these expensive cars, of like, are they really in the lease paying cash for this? Because like, she don't have. She probably doesn't have six hundred thousand dollars laying around for her to buy. No, but she got to go to. She probably has six hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, but not just like liquid, just like laying around. Oh come on, liquid. Mm. (laughs) She said, not. She said, "The here, okay, people out here, like I said, people were um, tweeting her. Yeah, saying, of course, people yeah. are like, girl, what do you mean? Like, then she said, well, due to my V-Day tweet, men came on my Twitter, roasted me, saying, but you bought your man a Lambo, remember? She said, I got a $550,000 ring on my left hand mm-hmm. and a $400,000 ring on my right, mm-hmm. thousands of dollars in Birkins, so much jewelry, a Lambo truck, and a Rolls Royce truck. So we even on the gifts. So I just want to step back and say, first of all, Valentine's Day is not about the gifts. It should not be about the gifts. Valentine's Day also is just a day, a one day of the 365 days um, of the year where you're being told to celebrate love. Um, so if if your language of love is gifts, great. But also, like, why are we looking to Cardi B an offset for relationship advice and what their relationship is not our relationship? So why are we saying... I should be buying you more. And also, Cardi, it feels very um, old for you to be like, he needs to buy me more expensive gifts than than I'm buying him. Yeah, so that's kind of where my mind went with this was more of like, um, again, what a kind of antiquated idea of gender roles, because mm-hmm. that's where, what this goes back to is this whole idea that like, Oh, well, Valentine's Day is for the woman and the woman is the one who needs to be showered with gifts or whatever oh on this day. Um, and Shower me for gifts on a Tuesday. That's in March. Th- there's a couple of things for me. Like I would disagree with you um, when you say that, you know, Valentine's Day should not be about, and it doesn't even matter what you say after that to me, because it's like, for me, I feel like, well, Valentine's Day should be whatever it is for you okay. individually, where it's like, you know, to the point that you may, if your language of love is gifts, then Valentine's Day should be about gifts because that's mm. one of the ways that you experience love. That's true. Okay. Um, I stand corrected. No, Thank I mean, you, I, you don't have to agree. I'm just saying that. I, I do, but take. I don't have to, but I do, girl. <laughs> and I just feel like we, that's my I feel like people should strive to get away from these ideas of what 
is right and wrong in these types of situations because what is right for you may not be right for other mm-hmm. people. So don't come out and tell me what my Valentine what my Valentine's Day gift should be. We don't celebrate Valentine's Day because it's just one, it's another day for us. Mm-hmm. I do feel like it is a you know a hallmark holiday, if you will. But like most holidays are ho- are hallmark mm-hmm. holidays these days, including Christmas. Um, but I definitely feel like love is something that should be celebrated every day. And don't think that this one day out of the year, I'm going to go out of my way to do something super romantic just because listen, that one day is going to be done. And the next day you're going to hate each other. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) But again, I, that, you know, I think that the mistake that she made was trying to tell people what they need to do on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Because none of your business, Cardi B. And we don't need to know what, how many Birkins you have and we how don't. many cards but, you have but and again, what your rings are. I feel like her language of love most certainly is probably gifts. And oh, it yeah. has to do with not having a lot growing up and now you have more than you mm-hmm. ever could possibly want and the means to get the things that you want that that mm-hmm. you may not have. So I think that a lot goes into that, but I think that that was her mistake. Her fatal, her fatal flaw was... Oh, this is what people need to do. And it's like, well, girl, no, like people need to do whatever works for them. And there's impact to her decisions and her tweeting and her beliefs in this. Like she has a daughter. So if she said, is she setting her daughter up for, you know, a positive future with love? If she's saying that what, like if she's saying love equals gifts and she's not, and she's showing that to her daughter and saying that this is what you need to do. Is that good for her child? As she grows up. I mean, who's to say? I don't know. And I mean, in my beliefs, I feel like in my opinion, rather, is, you know, um, it's going to be, it's, it, it, may, it may be hard for her growing as a, as a, once she becomes an adult and a man doesn't meet the standard of her father, you know? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Like, just there's, there, when you have a child, she's like, going to be filthy rich. So it's, you know, she that's doesn't true. have to depend on anybody for anything. But that is true. I get what you're saying, where it's like, you know, but I think that pl- plays into, probably why Cardi feels the way that she does. Maybe this is what she saw when she was growing up. True. So, True. you know what it's I mean? It's a cycle. I think that, again, it's... It, it, it was I, problematic for her to say this. I want people to... I really would... I think the world would be a better place if people um, didn't try to um, to put their value system on other people. Mm. And, like, this is what you need to do. Because mm-hmm. this, this is what this is meant for. And it's kind of like... In most cases, no. Like, people need to do what works for them. Mm-hmm. And Cardi, not everyone needs your advice. <laughs> well, Girl. I mean, she's certainly welcome to dish it out. Like, you know, it's her well, Twitter. What she needs to dish out <laughs> advice to is Meek Miller, Takashi69. Have you read the story? I, I have not. So it just happened within the last 24 hours. In Atlanta, okay. of no, no um, of any other place but Atlanta, okay. which Atlanta apparently has the coronavirus under control because clubs are open. <laughs> and full. And full open. Full okay? occupancy. So Takashi and um, Meek Mills were at separate clubs, clubs celebrating okay. the evening, if you will, okay. in, in the ATL. Um, and apparently they, they ran. Apparently, I didn't know there was a beef that they had. Have you heard about this beef? Maybe I don't know. I mean, I didn't know. Only I don't. I don't eat beef anymore, so I'm not, probably why I um, didn't get, catch this beef. You don't speak in the microphone anymore either. Oh, girl, why well, had to pick up the thing? <laughs> you know what? Well, Takashi is 24 and Meek Mill's 33, so you both know they both been in jail and have had issues with the law and this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. Very public issues. One also very different issues mm, with law. Very. So 
The feud between Meek Mill and Takashi has been bubbling for almost over a year, allegedly to multiple sources. Okay. They are saying that following Takashi's prison release, Malik, Meek Mills indirectly tweeted about his rival, which I'm like, rival, okay. I hope that rat going live to apologize to people he told he told on or the victim. Y'all forgot that fast a rat killed Nipsey. He wasn't supposed to be on the streets. I don't know. That was a lot to unpack, <laughs> and I had to read it several times, and I still don't understand it. I understand but it. But saying that Takashi's a rat. a rat. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> because he snitched. Okay, yes. So then he also tweeted that um, that's the only thing I'm a day because he's dead. Left his baby mom and child like cowards at Target. I don't see. I, again, okay, I had to read that, it several that, times. This was what, a copy and paste I don't from know what the any Twitter. Of that means. Um, last June, Takashi um, fired back and said on his Instagram Live, "I'm gonna start with Meek Mills, but I'm not clout chasing because I have more followers than he does." So apparently, there was this beef that uh, I didn't know about. I wasn't checking for it, and apparently, it was checked at ATL at the club. So they were at different clubs. They met each other. They saw each other. Them and their team saw each other at the carport. So like where you like park your car, but mm-hmm. they were at different clubs. Mm-hmm. And there were videos that were released from both teams um, of the altercation from different vantage points. Apparently from what Meek Mill is saying and his team is that Takashi was looking for a viral moment mm-hmm. and was trying to push Meek to like obviously hit him or like start a fight. Um, there were profanities thrown out there. There were. Wait, if they were at different clubs, how are they? How did they the cross carport? Paths? The carport, like where you park your cars, a share between. Uh, Apparently, go on, it's like go a on. little. I'm sorry, it's like you know a car where you park your cars. Yes, I know what a carport is, but I'm like that's just just going. I never been to that carport. <laughs> I don't know that club. But what I will say is that they were about to fight, and ultimately, Twitter was going in an uproar. Talking about the troll was out here. Trolls part. They said trolls was in the club. And mm-hmm. then they came out to fight Meek Mills. Meek Mills, mm-hmm. obviously, he's trying to, you know, reclaim him, his his position yeah, um, his as a person and an image. Right. Obviously, you know, Nicki Minaj playing a part in that. And who knows what Nicki and Takashi were talking about with Meek Mills. And who knows, right? I feel like it I probably. I feel like that's when the beef started i feel like it probably did but ultimately at the end of the day takashi to me is what i would say a hash like he is a hashtag in um he's a hashtag rapper meaning like he is trending but he's not like popular if that makes sense like i feel like he'll have a wave of a song and then it will disappear really fast meek mills is just different artists so like putting them against each other is weird mm-hmm. however also why y'all fighting <laughs> at the after the club First of all, why are you at the club? And apparently everyone that was with them on their sides didn't have masks on. So, wow. Yeah, that's uh that's that's interesting. I mean, <laughs> do you care? Not really. Cuz I don't think I do either, but I Not what I will really... the, what I took away from it is wear a mask and don't go to the club right now. I mean, I guess the thing that I will say is I don't really know why these two really would need to have any beef at this point. Like, regardless of how it started, like, what is really the point of any of this? Agreed. I mean, I feel like Takashi, he has beef with a lot of different people. And he doesn't like I just uh, he's a useless person as far as I'm concerned. Definitely a useless artist um, who definitely is more famous for his shenanigans, for his life, the stuff that he does away from music than he is for his actual music. So I get, you know, that part of what you were saying was kind of like, well, 
I mean, can I even name one of his songs besides maybe Fifi? I think that was the one that he did mm-hmm. with, with Nicki Minaj. But like other than that, like what what is his music even like? I can't even tell you. Um, but yeah, I think that Meek, if he's smart, will stay away from this kind he of thing so. moving forward because he's really trying to rehab his image and he's he's obviously shifting into more of a space of like being an activist. Mm-hmm. And um, this is obviously not a good look for that because, you know, if you nope. want to be an activist and you want to talk about reform and reforming the prisons and reforming um, uh, the justice system, then you can't be out here getting into petty fights. At with the carport. Trolls. At the carport. With etch a sketch face. At the carport. So yeah, hopefully, um, <laughs> you know, Meek will will do will will do this better because a, I because I don't expect better from Takashi uh, because like he's yeah. just he's a fucking mess. But um, he wears lace fronts. Meek Meek needs to do better. A better rainbow colored. Put your put put yourself in better um, situations. Agreed. Well, Gorilla Glue. Gorilla Glue is a woman's scalp. So let's <laughs> mm-hmm. talk about the story and break it down. She's from Louisiana, which makes sense when you watch the video. She had an accent. We were trying to pinpoint where she was. She's 40 years old. Yeah. That was shocking. And a mother. Oh, she has kids? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. So she um, went on Instagram and she Uh. shared a video that she ran out of Got to Be, which is a. like some is a is a hair um, spray and mm-hmm. if you will that that, into, that black women use when they're laying their edges um, mm-hmm. specifically with a lace front or within their own hair. Um, so you spray your edges and then you like a, like a toothbrush, you like toothbrush or like okay. a brush if you will, because mm-hmm. there are brushes as well. A laying tool. Uh huh. A laying tool. Come yes, on, laying ma'am. tool. Come on. <laughs> well, she ran out of got to be, and she said, "It's fine. I have Gorilla Glue spray. I can use that. It will be totally fine because." They're, they they allegedly you know do the same thing in her, in her mind it made sense right mm-hmm. well apparently when she sprayed it it um it it got like a rock and apparently also her hair had been in a ponytail with this for over a month oh my god so she had been walking around with a helmet as head as a hair <laughs> there were videos of her like putting water on it and it just repelling basically mm-hmm. uh her doing soap and like rubbing soap on it and nothing happening mm-hmm. um she went to the emergency room and they told her to do this like uh, like cocktail if you will of certain things to help her i think acetone was part of it mm-hmm. and it helped her she was able to get the ponytail off but in at real yeah, time by cutting it off yes her friend with fucking uh-huh. scissors in real like they were time from the kitchen. though um a gofundme was started and this is when it started becoming this wave of interest across the internet the shade room posted it and then everyone was talking about celebrities were coming out there was a GoFundMe that the target was $15,000. I think it ended out to be like over $20,000 mm-hmm. raised plastic surgeon out there in California flew her out and she yes. got, um, because he wants to help her mm-hmm. Beyonce's hairstylist said he'll make wigs for her so that she doesn't have to do her hair. Lonnie for love came out and said she would buy her wig. So everyone was out here supporting this woman. Right. But I think we're going to pause for a minute <laughs> and say, what goes, I'm going to ask you, Ray, what do you think went through her mind where she felt like hairspray replacement got um was gorilla glue i don't know that's that's where i am stuck with this whole ordeal is just like first of all who doesn't know what gorilla glue is 
And my thing is, so were you at your own house or were you at someone else's house? Did you run out of your mm-hmm. got to be? And I think it's the got to be um, glued blasting freeze mm-hmm. hairspray is probably what she was using because yeah. it has the word glue in it. But it obviously isn't actually glue. No. I, I mean, obviously. I mean, I hope it's obvious. Um, so that's my question. Like, I just have questions about how this all played out at the time when she actually did it because i'm like okay you ran out of your hairspray so did you just have gorilla glue lying around who bought it what did they buy it for did you buy it thinking that it was hair and hair had it was never listed as a hair product it said and other so at some point in her thought process she thought hairspray was even though it can't other. go on my skin even though it can't get on my clothes um, and, it said and I forget what the other thing it says, but because it doesn't specifically say on that hair. I can't use it on my hair, why don't I use it? like that? This is what I, like I want, and I have to be honest, I didn't like actually watch any of her interviews or anything. I don't know if anyone actually asked her that question, but like that's what I want to know. Yet. She has. She's done interviews. I saw her. She was on, um, I think, Entertainment Tonight. She was um, talking to someone. I haven't seen. I haven't watched virtually. The um, but that like I just that is what what got you to that point mystifies me is. Mm-hmm. How, 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 how did this, how, how did you this happen? The glue on uh, how it's glue. It says that it's glue. It doesn't say anything for metal. about the fact and that wood. It, it's, it should be used for hair. So I just, that is the part that just gets me. It's like, you know, I, I'm assuming she can read because yeah, I mean, she's like a, she, I believe is a, a, an influencer of some sort, maybe. I mean, I think she is now. Uh, I think she was before. Like she, she didn't did. have a lot of followers. Oh, at she least didn't. To my knowledge. Oh, interesting. And then this this made her viral, and then that's when she was getting posted, reposted, and twenty three thousand dollars was raised yeah. on the GoFundMe, which she's donating twenty thousand. The three thousand will be for the, her ER visit. I just that I I I just don't get it. I don't get it either. Because like that, that you're that's, a grown woman, forty years old, and you have kids, kids, and you don't know not to put glue in your hair. Then and then, so let's just say, obviously, people were out here. Team her, team her name is Tessica. Yes, team Tessica, and they were like retweeting, liking, sharing, donating, and then someone went and said that it Gorilla Glue's fault. <laughs> yeah, because they were saying she was considering suing them. They said it was Gorilla Glue's yeah. fault, and then I Gorilla think some Glue attorney had out. posted that. Yes, <laughs> some attorney said that it was her fault. That you know that that was um it was Gorilla their fault. fault. Yeah, because and it doesn't say it's not to be it used in say, hair. Yes, where then they were like she deserved. Like then Gorilla Glue came out and was like, you know, we're deeply saddened by or sour, sorry for what she's going through, and that we don't recommend this and this right. that, and the other. Right, and people were like, she needs to get an endorsement, like. That's what it needs to be. Like, she needs to get an endorsement. Like she- I mean, but really, does a black woman want to be endorsing Gorilla Glue? That's, well, that's the other, other thing, thing with this that has bothered me, even though I think that it's kind of absurd that she even ever found herself in this situation. Calling her Gorilla Glue Girl bothered me just because mm-hmm. with her being black, um, it felt a little insensitive mm-hmm. racially. So, mm-hmm. like, that was bothering me. And I know that she's even come out and said, like, I'm not Gorilla Glue Girl. Like, my name is Tessica. And I'm like, okay, Tessica, I, I, I'll give you that. But you still are looking really... You made a idi- choice. You're looking really idiotic right now. I mean, I just... I'm stuck on the... Like, I'm stuck on looking in the mirror and saying, I got this girl. Give, me too. Pass me that. Like, at, at what point did... To me, when I feel like, at what point did she cover her whole head with it? Yes. At what point (laughs) did you realize that the decision was bad? That's the other thing. It's not like she only used it on her edges. 
She used it. On she her slicked head. back her entire like crown and everything of her head, and that to shit pull was back shiny. into a ponytail. That shit was. Shiny, she was looking like bit. a fucking Ken doll. That's what she looked like. She looked like a Ken doll. That's funny. She but had Ken funny. doll hair. And it's like, so then that's my other question, which is like. And it sounded like this. <laughs> that's what it sounded like. <laughs> I just, I, I have so many questions. I mean, I just want to start. My to first question is like, wh- at what point did you regret? Right. As you were slathering this stuff in your hair. And what were you using? And what, was, you- and what was happening with the tools that she was using? Like this glue is like serious shit. Like, what tool were you using is what I want to know. Because I, from what I gather from Gorilla Glue is that you spray it on the... It it, it will... It, bitch, it right. will not metal gl- Why didn't it glue whatever tool she was using to her actual hair? So my thing was, what, what, like, there's just... Like, for me, the process of, like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then at what point did you regret? At what point was there, like, a, oh, shit, what did I just do? And from what I read, it was rumored, allegedly, that she had been wearing her hair like this for over a month. And she was does. that because... She couldn't get it off, or was that? Yeah, it was because she couldn't. No, it was because she couldn't get it off because what her contention is that, and and that's the other thing, which is a question that I will pose to you, um, of whether you think this was done for clout or not, or if it was a genuine mistake. But what she was saying was that the only reason that she even posted to social media about this was because she couldn't get it out, and she was literally looking for someone who could tell her what to do. Mm. Um. So yeah, that's what she's her her story is. You know, I posted this because I uh, and I'm guessing she tried different things to get it out and they didn't work. So then she took it to the internet allegedly. But what are your thoughts? Do you think it was for clout or do you think it actually? I actually think it was for clout. Really, I think it was just. I think for her. I think for me, I feel like it was a decision that she made, and then what she realized when she couldn't is she's like, I can make something out of this. I just don't think that there are people. I just don't think that. See, you're you're being I nice. I just don't. I don't think that she's that stupid. I'm so, and I hate to put it in such like blunt terms, yeah. but I just don't think that she's that stupid. You're giving people the benefit of the doubt. Listen, I I, I don't, and it's I, not it's not the benefit of the doubt. It's just like if you can read, if you can Google. Well, there's some who assumptions. put who put something in their hair for the first time ever without googling it to see oh not me said me i've never used this before obviously she's never used i'm hoping i mean obviously she's never used gorilla glue on her hair before so this the notion that she would just be like oh i'm out of this so let me try this that i found it says around because listen when i'm making when i'm making dinner and i don't have an ingredient the first thing i do is google what's the substitute yeah and 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 you're not gonna put i don't have hairspray i'm not gonna google what's the substitute for hairspray it's not gonna come up it's not gonna come up as gorilla it's gonna come up like moose and that's why i feel like it has it, it it almost certainly was done for clout because I just don't see how she could have made that kind of a mistake. Mm. And then beyond, I don't know if you saw the guy who um, gorilla glued something to his face. I was, I yes. just saw that recently. Yeah. Girl. Now people are doing somebody going Elmer. Someone I saw, I don't know if you saw this. Um, <laughs> it was on Instagram, I think mm-hmm. where they put Elmer's glue on his leg and then put duct tape over it to wax the hair. No. Why would you do that? Obviously trying to be viral. What happened? I didn't watch it. <laughs> he was literally pouring Elmer's going his legs, talking about give me the duct tape, and I was like, "This is too much." You know what? Some old white man. Oh my god! Trying to trying to have a Tessica moment, but at the I end can't. of the day, I think the, there's a lesson in this: is that not everything needs to be replaced with something that you think that should be replaced. Do some research before you, especially when it comes to like your hair and your scalp and your future. Anybody who can read. 
Fantastic. Um, but so just to uh, put a capstone on it, she yeah. was able to get this removed. Oh, yeah. yeah the yeah. surgeon, he was black, which I didn't uh-huh. realize that he was black when I saw. See, there's an assumption that I made when I saw Beverly Hills all over the place. I figured, oh, there's some white man who wants to help her. Mm-hmm. And that confused me, too, because I was like, is he going to know what to do uh-uh. <laughs> with her hair after? Like, she's not a hairstylist. I'm like, is he just going to chop it off? Like, she's not a, a hairstylist. I was like, I just had all these weird ideas in my head of how this was going to go. Like, they were going to scalp her or something. Like, it was just She really, does need to shave her head and start really all over. Really weird. And then I also was like, but then what does that do to your hair follicles she needed so for over a month your hair was trying to grow under that and i guess couldn't like it's just i still have so many questions but the black surgeon i don't have his name that's bad on me i should have got his name but he was able to hopefully no one he did a chemistry he did a chemistry experiment and found some some uh, combination of chemicals that were actually able to get this out of her hair Come on, and bleach. that was all over the internet too. There it was bleach, bleach clorox there bleach. wasn't any bleach in it clorox bleach <laughs> i think there was bleach. like acetone dish though. soap <laughs> you know what vodka <laughs> and a little bit of coconut caminos <laughs> But he was able to get her um, right. And a dash of bitters. Um, and now she has a platform. I hope that she is wearing strictly lace fronts. With <laughs> I Actually, fuck a lace front. She needs to be shave her head Mm-mm. and be bald for a minute. and let She could it, have damaged like her whole situation. She probably could never have situation. hair again. I could probably just be. Well, then, my friends, <sighs> that is the gorilla glue Goodness, moment. And I let's can't. just say that that puts a capstone on our unfiltered, unbothered, because we got music to talk about. Yeah, we're going to cut this music short, too. Oh, girl, you, you is over here cutting things left and right, girl. Oh, my God. Well, I'll go first. Okay. Okay. So, Jordan Sparks, yes. uh, American Idol starts this week. I don't know if anyone's out there watching. We won't no, be. But she was I think the winner. median age for um, American Idol at this point is like 65. Well, Jordan Sparks <laughs> won American Idol, and she released a song while we were away called You Still Think of Me. This multi-platinum um, recording artist, if you will. <laughs> Where are you getting that Jordan from? Sparks. <laughs> she released this That's single. That's some kind of press release. Literally her first single of 2021, honey. And I forgot that she was been Grammy nominated. I, I, yeah. what, what song? Was it an album or a song? It I, think it was, her, um, I think it was Battlefield, Battlefield which is her, be- yeah. her best album. Well, this song, she is, she is saying that it's a very emotionally intense and it's it's healing, but it also is like emotionally intense at the same time. So I found that like her storytelling of the song didn't really mirror how I felt listening to it. So I need to revisit the lyrical con- lyrical content to see if that's the disconnect. But overall, she released this when she was revealed as the exotic bird on the Fox hit series, The Masked Singer. She's on The Masked Singer. She was. She was revealed as one of them. And she lost. that's when she released the song. Because it was released like midweek. Mm. Um, and apparently she, her last song that she did on The Mass Singer, which I didn't watch it, but I read I read multiple articles. Wait, she and Tori Kelly were on there this season? Yes. And they both lost? That's great. Apparently. So, anywho, it, you think, it's on all amazing streaming services. Um, you still think of me. <laughs> I really liked um, the song. What are you laughing at? Because you said all amazing instead of all major. Oh. streaming services no. <laughs> only the amazing ones yeah, only the amazing her last project was um right here right now felt a little uneven yeah um battlefield still to me is like her one of her best bodies of work but the song is on repeat for me i enjoy jordan what are your thoughts so um quiet as it's kept i am actually a huge jordan sparks fan 
Um, you know, we were watching American Idol back and when back Paris in season day. happened. You know, younger people were watching back <laughs> then. Um, oh, my voice. <coughs> Come on, voice. <laughs> Let me clear my throat. Okay. Um, so to your point, her second album was really like kind of what really caught my ear because I did, the first album, her first album was like really teeny bop for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but Battlefield was pretty amazing. Um, it was pop. It was um, kind of like a tour de force as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Um, it's almost like a beginning to end without mm, skip. Yes. Maybe, maybe one skip. Um, but her most recent albums and EPs, to your point, have not been the business for me personally. Um, but now we have this new song, which it straddles pop and R&B. It's almost like a piano ballad at one point. Mm-hmm. But then there's this weird like kind of guitar thing that's happening in the background. It almost makes it sound like it could have mm-hmm. been a country song. Um, so it's a little confusing as far as um, the track. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I would say is that um, I don't mind the song. Um, again, as a fan, I think it's a, a move in the right direction for her a direction away from the more recent releases that she had that I didn't like and into a direction that maybe, you know, hopefully with her next release, it'll be something that I like as a body of work. She's independent. Oh, that's cool. Um, But she's basically seems to be telling a story of um, a lost love. Um, This guy apparently was some kind of a cheater and now they're both in new relationships and she expects that he's still a fuck boy, um, but that he also is thinking of her now that um, their relationship is very autobiographical. Um, So (laughs) you think that for her, that that is. Yeah. (laughs) What's his name? Who? The one she was with. Oh, Jason Derulo. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. I didn't even put two and two together. I forgot they were together. Mm -hmm. Me too. Um, Like I started doing my research and I was like, yeah they they were were in a relationship like for a while it was like years um but i would say that because i like her i think it tips it a little bit over the edge for on repeat it was almost on shuffle but again because of the direction we're going in i'm going to you're you're optimistic i'm gonna give her um what is it i'm gonna upgrade her on a curve with this one come on curve so it's on repeat for me kind of like background music like when i'm you know doing something else watching the cnn still on repeat watching cnn Well, Van, Van Jess, Van Jess, however you want to pronounce or showcase. I think it's Van Jess because that's probably their names, I would assume. Well, like Vanessa Vanessa and Jessica. Well, they're Nigerian sisters Mm -hmm. and they are a duo. Oh, well, but maybe their names are not Vanessa and Jessica. But are they like, they're Nigerian, like. I don't know. If are they like American? Uh, I think they're like first generation. Okay, first generation um, here. Okay. So they have had they have had a lot of buzz as a, as a group for a bit. Mm-hmm. For me, I feel like and I've duo. always been curious of them, but I have never like listened to a body of work and like really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Well, they were leading up to this release called Homegrown. There was some out. Like, I think we might have even talked about it, if not on the show, at least off mic. Um, and we have, we have liked what we've heard. Um, also, this when this project came out, I listened to it and I was like, "This is a moment. I'm here for it." So, um, oh, it's it's Ivana and Jessica are their names. Oh, okay. So, mm-hmm. the, this album they're describing as like it's like their their moment of um, sexual liberation mm-hmm. and like storytelling okay. of love and life and see. So now the cover art for their curious song makes me uncomfortable again <laughs> uh, after hearing that. <laughs> They were recording at home. They were writing Mm. songs together Uh at home. To Uh me, I feel like their vibe is very Chloe and Holly, but like different. Older people, but older. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, 
for me overall the body of work i really liked um i feel like it's a great combination of disco soul r&b with a dose a dose of like female empowerment and sexual liberation which i enjoy um the loves of the album the, the songs that i like were roses boothing high and dry and then dysfunctional were like the four standouts i'm on a repeat what are your thoughts this is not for me um so i mean while on paper it seems like this should be something that's like right up my alley like right in my backyard like through the back door (laughs) through the back door (laughs) right up your alley i realized as i was saying that how that was going to sound but in my wheelhouse if you will okay um but uh, to your point i'd say that I was, a, I've been aware of them, but they've never had anything that really has stood out to me on listening to it. Mm. They had a one song that was with like Masigo and some other people that was really good. Um, but they were featured on that. It wasn't like their song. Um, overall as a body of work, it's a little too sleepy for me mm-hmm. personally. Um, now there are some cute moments, curious featuring Jimmy tents and Garen. Don't know who those people are, but that's a cute song. Boothang featuring Devin Morrison. Those were standouts for me, but um, that being said, is definitely on shuffle. Oh. Well, Should well, I take you, the next one or what? You've been shuffled. Yeah, sure. You go next. Okay, so next we have a little penis. Um, oh, not and a I, little And when bit. I say little penis, You're I don't mean You're having a like, lot of <laughs> double entendres this week. <laughs> I don't mean like an actual like little penis like in size, but I mean like we have a man now. Okay, so Lucky Day um, has released a new, what's being referred to on streaming services as an album, but I'm going to call it an EP. It's an EP. It's seven tracks. It is a project that um, consists of duets, as the name suggests. Again, table for two. Um, and regardless of how you want to classify it, um, it starts out with um, a, an intro that I was like, I don't know what's going on with this intro, but it's like people being led to their table for two, mm-hmm. I guess. I was like, okay, I could have done without that. But then it, it goes into this great, great song featuring Yeba, who is a pod fave, called How Much Can a Heart Take? Um, and then that goes into a really great song, um, which I don't know how we missed this because I feel like the song's been out for a couple of weeks, maybe, um, which is called On Red. Um, oh, that came out when we were on break. Um, Tiana Major, which I really like Tiana Major, too. I really like her voice. Um, her project was, was not. I loved her project. I, mean, I I'm not going to say it was bad. It's just. Um, we talked about it on the show. Did we? I think did we review repeat? it? Yeah. And you we re- did. You did a repeat. Uh-huh. Did I do a repeat? You did. Yeah, it wasn't. On, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't what I was expecting to my recollection. But maybe I need to go back and listen. Um, but yes, on red, that is another standout for me. I'd say production is top notch. Um, you know, he worked with frequent collaborator D Mile. D Mile is one of uh, my favorite producers right now at the moment, um, as well as Vinyls, who's worked with Rihanna and Chris Brown, mm. and then um, someone named Jeff Giddy Gittleman, hmm. who's worked a lot with her. Um, another standout song for me is Access Denied featuring Ari Lennox, mm-hmm. um, which is so grown and so very Ari sexy. Ari Lennox is having a whole moment. She, she really is with all these like features. guests that she's mm-hmm. doing. Um, is def- This is definitely on repeat for me. I'd say that Lucky Day so far has not released a project that I have not liked. Well, he was actually inspired by Marvin Gaye with this project. Marvin Gaye has two albums, which I didn't know. Um, one called Marvin Gaye and his girls and the other one called Diana and Marvin where there were projects. Yeah, ain't no was, mountain high enough is one. Yeah, but I didn't realize that was on a whole Diana album. and Marvin. Um, 
he and in an interview he was like you know that he inspired it but he realized that he wasn't in a space to create a group if you will and mm-hmm. the only person he'd be able to do it with successfully he was was victoria monet which mm-hmm. obviously she's now she's pregnant so there's a lot going on in her personal life so they didn't right. think it was a, it was an ideal time but this I, concept is pretty amazing uh overall songs that i really enjoyed um and d mile as you mentioned is all over this like album ep yeah. rather on red how much can you um your heart take and fall in love with joyce rice which i need to do some history of who this joyce rice is is because her voice was really interesting and i really enjoyed the song mm. um overall it's on repeat for me i'm here yeah. for it oh uh, and i just misspoke i realized that after i said it it's actually um you're all I need to get by is a song that i was oh, thinking yeah. with with marvin and, yeah. and diana not ain't no mountain high enough which is just her exactly um so next is um uh robin thick another yes. another penis well, look um, at us ending on a penis <laughs> in the through the back door and i so i'm a huge robin thick fan i have been yes. a robin thick fan since Sprite. i think we've talked about Robin Thicke on this pod plenty of times before about my love for his artistry and his music going all the way back to when he looked like Jesus Mm -hmm. Um, and his first album, um, which uh, is entitled A Beautiful World, is literally one of my favorite albums by any artist of all time, any Mm -hmm. genre. Mm -hmm. It's just like it's fucking amazing. Um, And I really was waiting for Robin Thicke to give us the comeback album that I knew that he had in him. Mm -hmm. Um, But where did he go? He went to the courthouse to be sued by oh, the okay. by Marvin so Gaye's family. Like, uh, coming back, like coming back. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes. Like coming back, doing the music. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't think he will ever be as popular as he was um, when Blurred Lines came out, and and I think that he's he should be okay with that. Yeah. Um, because he really is going back to his roots, and when I say to his roots, what I mean is going back to the days when white folk did not know who he was. When he was thick. Yes, when he was thick, when he <laughs> was singing music for, um, you know, black women, mm-hmm. because black women were the biggest part of the constituency mm-hmm. of his audience. When he would go on tour, he was going on tour with black people. That part. We touring with him. black artists. Mm-hmm. Touring was with Beyonce. Mary? He toured with Beyonce, I think, and that Mary. one time. Did he tour with Mary? I don't think he... Mary, I think I feel so. like he opened for Beyonce the one time. Uh-huh. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> but... Maybe um, not. Maybe not. Maybe not. You should Google it. You have your phone. No, right it's there. fine. Because you know what? It's no, I like to like in the moment. But I would. Okay, flip. I'll Google it. Yes, okay, thank girl. You. I appreciate thank girl. That. Because maybe I just made that up. Um, but again, getting back to the music, his new album is called "On Earth and in Heaven," um, and we've actually talked about I think one or two of his songs that have come out so far. Um, and this is this particular release is much more like um, his later albums, The Evolution of Robin Thicke and Love After War, which were both really great albums, mm-hmm. too. Um, and it's grown oh, folks did. music. I thought he did. He opened so for he Beyonce. apparently had um, a co-headlining tour with Jennifer Hudson oh. in 2009. OK, I didn't know that. I think I remember that. Um, he opened for India Ari. John Legend, Beyonce, mm-hmm. Mary J. Blige, Alicia Keys, yes. Michael Jackson, which ended up being canceled. He was supposed to oh, open for This Oh, wow. It. That would have been amazing for and him. And then Overexposed with Maroon 5. So he... Yeah. Maroon 5 is the only outlier there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, um, again, this is grown folks music. Um, and I think he really is extending an olive branch of sorts mm. to that particular um, audience. We, you know, we saw him... Mm-hmm. fairly recently right before covid and, yeah, for my um, birthday. because he opened for fantasia mm-hmm. um and and let me tell you those women were 
They were all. They in were it. in it. I mean, I was, and the man girl. I mean, bitch, I was in it too. But they was throwing the, they, were, they were throwing panty. They were throwing g strings and motherfucking dongs. <laughs> so as far as the body of work, it does start out a little sleepy with Lucky Star, which is not my favorite song that's on the the album. Um, but then we move into the sexy Ola, which in my mind sets up the rest of the album really well. Lola Mia um, has a great Latin flair, which um, is um, something that he's displayed previously on previous albums, but he does it really, really well. Out of My Mind um, also is kind of familiar. It has this kind of Mediterranean but R&B feel. Again, something that he's done before, but he does it well. Um, And then, of course, there's my fucking fave, which is Take Me Higher, which is my favorite song on the album. If I had a critique, it would be that I wish... There have been more mid to up tempo like Take Me Higher, which he also does well. But again, I think that he was very kind of strategic in what this sounds like because, you know, the the real target is like adult R&B radio. Girl, the, it, it was the elevator. Oh, it's on repeat. It's on repeat. It was the elevator <laughs> music for me. <laughs> okay. Tell me Overall, more. I feel like it wasn't a horrible project, but uh-huh. I need to revisit it. I feel like I didn't give it enough time. And I feel like Robin Thicke is an artist that you need time to actually have an opinion on. And this mm-hmm. project shows me that I need to revisit. Um, so I'm not going to give a shuffle or a repeat. I'm going to put it on pause. Okay. Um, I just happens. definitely think the first song set me up for elevator vibes, and I was like, "Okay, I'm going to the dentist." Or am oh I actually, my like, god, tell me you were tapping your hand in here because I was. I must we have been. Listening. I must have been drinking. But that's fine. <laughs> You're entitled to your opinion. So, a couple honorable mentions. Yes. Uh, honorable mention to Pink, and she does a duet with her daughter. So cute. Cover me in the sunshine. Yes. We also have um, an honorable mention to Pink Sweats. Which maybe maybe his, we'll do Pink Sweats another week. Yeah, I do feel like I, that's another album I need to sit with. Because it's really long. Like, yes. <laughs> um, and Cardi B released her newest single called Up. Uh, and then last but not least, Judas and the Black Messiah album has a lot of people on it. Yeah. Be sure to listen it's to it. We one, have not too. watched the movie yet, but no, we, we have heard amazing things from it. Yes. So, And then another um, kind of unfiltered and unbothered honorable mention mm. would be um, you know, we have an interesting relationship here on the pot with Nicki Minaj, but oh, yeah. um, you know, R.I.P. to her father who recently passed away, and this is um, this was due to injuries associated with a hit and run. Mm. Um, so you know, again, R.I.P. and and you know, uh, hopefully, um, you know, Nicki is We're sending is strength. at peace, yeah, because that's that really sucks. Um, but that's our episode, y'all. Yes. We want to thank you for listening and thank you for what? Telling a friend because at the in the end of the day, when we bring everyone together, we can be messy together. <laughs> and what's better than being messy together? <laughs> 14 years, girl. <laughs> Happy Valentine's right. Day. Have a good week. <laughs> <laughs>